Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Playing with Squirrels podcast. This week we're talking about episode 5 of season 2, which aired on December 21st, 1994. And I'm sitting down and talking with one of my best and longest friends, Jeff, who's been on the show before. Jeff, welcome back. Hello. So this episode, The Uninvited. And uh, you had said right when you sat down that this was actually one of the first episodes that you've done for this podcast that you, like, distinctly remember. Yeah, so, like, if I think back to Boy Meets World, like, obviously the later seasons are the episodes that you will always, like, first go to. But this is one of the ones that I, like, my earliest memories of the actual show. Because nobody really wants to remember the first season. Yeah. There was a, you know, I finished the first season, and I walked out of it remembering, feeling like I liked more episodes than I disliked for the first time in a while. But it still is easily the worst season of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, season two, though, it, it has some pretty good uh, good episodes in there. So this one, we've got, like... Starts off with Alan being afraid of getting old, and there's even like a Viagra joke kind of hidden in there. There are so many sex jokes in this episode. <laughs> I think there are four, and I was like, "What is this? This is a kids show, but I guess it's TGIF, and they wanted to appeal for the adults that would also be watching it." But yeah, there's the Viagra joke. There's uh, where she's like helping like him get off the couch, <laughs> and Corey walks in, and he's like, "It's not even dark out yet." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if, if there's four, and it's a 20-minute episode, that's that's one every five minutes at least. That's yeah. a lot for a kid's show. Yeah, I feel like there was a Viagra joke, there was that one. I mean, there was the lingerie at the end, and I don't know what the other one was. There was definitely at least three. But, I mean, you know what? Good for the Matthews. They still fuck often enough that Corey's like, this is early for you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so... And they didn't have three kids falling into each other. That's true. <laughs> Um, and then you've got Alan's trying to seem cool, and he's like, he says, uh, yeah, I'm going to be playing some b-ball with my homies, and, like, my dad still talks like that sometimes to try to be cool. It's definitely a very realistic dad trying to sound cool quote. Yeah, and actually, like, it it wasn't like, the dialogue isn't as dated as you would imagine, um, because, I mean, I think, uh... Eric also calls Corey uh, Julio Inglesias. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, because people would probably still say that today. I was going to say, I feel like calling someone Julio Inglesias in 1994 was outdated, so it's kind of timeless. <laughs> uh, and then that's when Alan breaks his back or does something to his back and he's just standing still and then eventually goes, am I outside yet? Uh-huh. Um, but that's, that's just the B plot. The main focus of this episode... Is Corey gets the invite to a party that Sean doesn't get. And the whole time, Corey thinks that this means that he has somehow eclipsed Sean and become cooler than Sean. But the reality is that the girl's parents made sure that only dorky kids were invited to the party because they didn't trust any of the cool kids. Yeah. And at that party is like the scene that I distinctly remember whenever I think of like early Boy Meets World, which is... Where he's like trying to pretend like he is dangerous, and he grabs her and pulls her in. And he's just like, "I'm over my head." And like, <laughs> All right, yeah. I, I mean, uh, the the only like thing I really prefer when the B plot is definitely Eric centric. Mm-hmm. Um, the the family, the parents, like they don't have their greatest B plots. Luckily, Eric does have a good scene where he's when uh, Corey's getting ready for the party. 
and he's upstairs and he's like making fun of Corey because Corey thinks that he's cool now. And he's like, all this time living with my brother, I didn't realize that you became cool. And he just like mocks him the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, doesn't he say something like, what, there, I have a quote written here and I can't remember what, what it's in reference to, but it says, is it a makeup party? Oh, uh, no, that's, <laughs> that's. That's uh, they're passing notes in in class, and Feeney takes the notes and reads them out loud. And he reads Corey's note. And he says, "Is it a makeup party?" And the girl says, "You can wear my lip balm if you want, or something like that." And he says, "Make out! It's a make out party, Feeney." Um, and then I have a note here that just says, "Man, I love this season so much. It introduces us to so many great Joey the Rat and Frankie the Enforcer quotes." And I think the Frankie Enforcer quote I wrote down was, what are you saying? I like my sister? <laughs> like, uh. He's like, I got to go call her. <laughs> he walks off. Those two, and I talked about this on a, on a previous episode with, with Crispy, but the, they just like the, the weird fake mob lingo that comes in through them every time on the show is so delightful. Them and Harley. Yeah, I mean, this show would have... Failed utterly without the secondary characters that bring all this ridiculousness into play. Because I mean, Sean well, that's what and the first Corey season lacked. Are, the first, first are, season didn't yeah. have good secondary characters. Like Sean and Corey, yeah, they have heart, but they're not like. I mean, Corey is very relatable, and Sean is very relatable because everybody kind of thinks that they are Corey, but at the same time, like a lot of people are Sean because if you really think about it, Sean only has this one friend. Yeah. Like, if you disregard the, like, womanizer aspect of Sean, like, he's got this one friend, his home life isn't that great. Like, most people growing up, like, you didn't really have this ridiculous relationship with your parents that Corey does. So you could definitely relate to them. But the secondary characters are what actually drives the whole show from start to end. Especially when Eric becomes more of a A primary character. Oh, man. Yeah, and not... This gorgeous guy that gets with women, and that's his whole B plot every time. Yeah, once they make him dumb, it is gorgeous. It is glorious. Yeah. I'm gonna say gorgeous. He's always gorgeous. <laughs> um, I done. It's played for comedic effect, and it is really funny. But man, the handing out of invitations when you were in school was always the fucking worst. Yeah, <laughs> like, like they capture it so beautifully with like the angelic music as they're handing out these envelopes and the joy on people's faces and the sadness on others. <laughs> like, See, like, I don't really, like, when I when I thought, like, saw that scene, I don't really think as much about, like, parties. Maybe because, like, when I was, there wasn't really, like, handing out invitations. I felt more like thinking elementary school Valentine's Day. Oh, my God, when you had the paper bags yeah. in the front of your and desk. And you're just like, oh, my God, let's see how many people don't love me this year. <laughs> Uh, spoiler alert, it's all of them. Mm-hmm. Womp womp. Just an empty brown bag to take home. That, I mean, this is a pretty simple episode. There's not a lot to go into. This is going to be another short one, but I think we're doing a double header on this one. We're going to record an episode for later on in the year. Now, I and could, I got a lot to talk about with that other episode. Now I got a question going sure. forward, because I didn't, I watched these two episodes. I haven't watched, like, the full season. Um, is this season, because I can't really think of it. Is this where they, like, pull back on Topanga? And then after the next episode we're going to do is where she, like, starts coming back into play? She was introduced early on in the second season as, like, oh, look, Topanga grew boobs. And Corey was like, hey, we should date. And she was like, 
no, we've known each other for too long, like, let's just see what happens. And then, yeah, I believe this season is, like, the Corey dating hardcore season. And then, yeah, basically season three and on is, like, Corey and Topanga. Yeah. Alright. Um, but I have to say, this episode ends, and it makes you really, truly love who Sean is. Because there's this this fantastic moment where Corey leaves the party... And he goes to hang out with Sean, and Sean's got all these people, and they're all loving, like, his conversation, and he's kind of running the room. And Corey's like, yeah, man, it sucked. It was just a geek party. And he's like, all right, we'll sit with us. And he's like, no, I don't think you understand. Like, you're cool. I'm not. And he goes, that doesn't matter. And, like, they just are, like, buddies. And it's like, I think we've all had, like, one or two friends where at one point in our lives... Suddenly they became too cool to continue being our friends. So, like, that loyalty of Sean, I fucking love. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, it, I mean, it, it makes more sense moving forward. But, like, as you watch the show, you slowly realize that, like, Corey is Sean's soulmate. Like, your yeah. soulmate doesn't have to be this woman that you marry. Yeah. It can be your best friend. And Sean, I think, like, they don't, they play it off that, like, Sean knows that from the start. Yeah. But Corey, I don't think, realizes it until later in the seasons. And then, like, when he starts getting serious with Topanga. Yeah. And he's kind of concerned, like Mary Poppins episode. Yeah. That's where he starts to realize that you can have more than one soulmate, and Sean is also his soulmate. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a conversation that I think you and I have even had with each other a couple times, where, you know, I think you and I, even though we haven't gotten to hang out nearly as much in the last couple years as we did for the last, like, (laughs) ten, but... You know, there was always this feeling of, like, we need it to be in each other's lives to push each other into the different, like, fields that we ended up falling into. Because yep. I definitely wouldn't have fallen into the podcasting stuff if not for you. And you, I don't if think, would have... not would've... for BTR. Yeah, if not for <laughs> Below the Radar Television. And I don't think uh, you would have uh, fallen into doing the artwork as much if I hadn't, like, kept pushing you to do it more. Yeah. Like, so it, that's what I think a good base of a friendship is and i also think that this episode might be the starting point in you know later seasons where Corey is just so fucking weird because yeah. i love weird Corey. Yeah. weird Corey <laughs> is the best Corey. ah <laughs> uh, Corey is so weird like we're we're definitely past obsessed with philly sports teams Corey. Oh, yeah, at this point. Was, that was a boring obsession <laughs> yeah uh, did you hear about our high school football oh, team? Oh, yeah, I saw the score. I was like, <laughs> I had the same question. Like, uh, side note, our high school football team lost a game like 101 to 6. Why are they playing a, a school that's like eight hours away? Yeah. And that's also like nationally ranked? I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And also, just like, I, I, I said to a friend, like, that is like if you gave me one team's basketball score and a really impressive hockey score yeah. and then told me, oh, no, that was the finals for a football game. <laughs> like 101 to 6? Jesus. Uh, I read up on it, and apparently they, they stopped trying to get points in the fourth quarter. They just wanted to make sure they got over 100, and then yeah. they didn't try anymore. I'm pretty sure, because when I looked at the point breakdown, it literally yeah. was like they scored like 7 or 14 points in the yeah. fourth quarter, and then it was over. Yeah. <laughs> amazing uh anyway so that's that's this episode um you know it's gonna come out uh late october i'm not sure if you have anything to promote with uh art or pinball but no not really all right well we'll be back next week with another episode of the playing with squirrels podcast don't worry about me Shannon. just leave. why i got an order of chili cheese fries extra gravy
No, you're too busy with those other guys. What other guys? The other thousand guys at your table. So they'll make room. John, they're going to see you talking to me. You know, you've been acting really weird since you got invited to this party. You don't want to hang out with me anymore? I'm a geek! <laughs> oh, like you didn't know. Corey, what are you talking about? I'm the worst kind of geek. I'm a geek who didn't know he was a geek. Corey? Yeah? Do I hang out with geeks? No, that's why I'm leaving. Come on. You're my best friend, man. You just gotta loosen up. You don't think I'm a geek? Of course not. You think I'm cool? Of course not. <laughs> then what am I? You're Corey. I'm Sean. Just like it's always been. What else do you need to know? I need to know how to be cool, like you. I'm not cool. Yes, you are. Sean, look around you. I mean, this is the cool party. You are the center of the cool party. This is the cool party? Yes. Let's bail. What? This place is a zoo. Let's bail. Oh, I got it. You're trying to teach me how to be cool. Huh? You're trying to show me that it doesn't matter where you go, because if you're truly cool, wherever you go is a cool place to be, right? Corey? Yeah? Shut up. <laughs>